Good morning, everybody. Today we are learning Yeshua Perak of Dalad, the last Perak in Sefer Yeshua. Today's Perak, Yeshua is going to gather Klai Yisrael for the last time before his Nifter. He's first going to go through some of the history of Klai Yisrael, how Klai Yisrael started, how they were founded, the miracles of Tzitzit Mitzrayim. Mepharshim explained the reason why Yeshua was doing this is because Yeshua was really giving them an inspirational talk to inspire them to continue in the ways of the Torah. And one of the ways to do that is to show them, show them how many Nisim HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to their fathers, and to explain to them the sacrifice of the Messias Nefesh that the Aves had, that's one of the ways that we should be inspired to continue in the ways of our fathers. That's why Yeshua starts with the history, then we're going to see that at the end of the parak, Yeshua is going to have Kleisel make a bris, make a tree, they're going to follow in the ways of Hashem, and then Yeshua is going to die at the end of this parak. So let's see parak of Dalit, Pasuk Aleph, parak starts off, Me'yatsav Yeshua is called Shifti Yitzchel, Shechem, Yeshua gathers the entirety of Klaisel and Shechem. The Farshim discuss why exactly he felt Shechem was the appropriate place for everybody to gather. Yeshua gathers everybody in the entirety of Klaisel. And Yeshua tells the entire nation of Klaisel. He starts. Yeshua is going to start giving us a little bit of a history lesson. The Terach, the father of Avram, the father of Nachar, he's the beginning of the history. And then Avram came along, and Avram had Yitzchak as a child. At the end of the parak, we'll come back to try to figure out exactly. In general, when we talk about the history of Klai Yisrael, we usually start from Avram. Why did, why did the Pesukim over here feel as important to mention Terach? We'll come back with that. So it's a beautiful chat. Over here. It's also interesting the Mepharshim discussed. This is something that many of the Mepharshim, the Rishayim, really talk about this on Chumash. What, does, what status did the Aves have? The Primagodim has, has many, many pages discussing this issue, discussing this interesting question. Did the Aves, did the Shvatim have the status of Jews? Did they have the status of non-Jews? It's really a fascinating discussion with very interesting Afkaminas. The Primagodim wants to suggest that was part of the Machlekes between the Shvatim and Yosef. Definitely a lot to talk about in that regard. But either way, whether they had the din of Yisrael and whether they had the din of Jews, the idea is that they were the beginning, they were, they were the history, they were the founding fathers of Kal Yisrael. <speaking in Hebrew> That the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians chased Klaisel to the Yamsaf. Then Klaisel saw the incredible Nisan, the incredible miracles that Kaddish Baruch Hu did to the Egyptians on the Yamsaf. And then you were in the you were in the Midbar for a long period of time. And then I brought you to the, the place, the land of the, the Amiri, and I helped you in your battles, and you were able to conquer them. Then we're gonna, the story of Balak came, came along. Then Bala came along and he tried something Bilam to curse Klai Yisrael. And I didn't let Bilam curse Klai Yisrael. On the contrary, not just to build my curse, Klai Yisrael, he benched, he gave a bracha to Klai Yisrael, Pasuk Yedalf, Atavros, Ayyad, Matavel, Yerichai, then you crossed over the yard, and you came to Yerichai, 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 Yerich
You're successful in your battles against Rich. Pasuk Yebez Ashlech of Nechem Tzira Vatigarish Oisem Nechem Shnei Malach Emari Loi Bechar Loi Bechar Bechav Loi Bekashtecha. The literal transition of this pasuk is that a Kodesh Baruch Hu sent these tziraim, these wasps, these bees, and they helped you in your battle. And you didn't have to fight with a sword. The Mefarshim or Dak others bring down that the Midrashim discuss that there were twice in history there were there was this nace which a Kodesh Baruch Hu sent swarms of bees, swarms of wasps to help Klayis on their battles so that they wouldn't have to fight the enemies. Ran away. Pasuk Yud Gimel. So that you lived in cities you didn't build, and you were able to enjoy the vineyards, the grapes that you didn't even plant. Abandon the other gods that other people have served, and now you should abandon the gods of Mitzrayim, and you should serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Pasuk Tzavavim, Rabbi Nechem Lavedis Hashem. If it's bad, if it's evil to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Bachar Lachem Ayemes Mita Avdi. You have to choose today who you're going to serve. You're going to serve the gods of the you're in their lands. But says Yeshua, I and my family, we are going to serve Hakadish Baruch. And the first one over here point out that Yeshua wasn't really giving Klai a choice. But now others point out that Yeshua wasn't giving Klai a choice that if they want, they can serve other gods, that they don't have to serve Hakadish Baruch. The idea is the Malm has a beautiful concept, a beautiful idea that people in general, when it's their decision, when it's up to you and you decide that you're going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when a person decides that he's going to do something positive he's going to do a mitzvah it's that much more effective it's that much more impactful it's that much more, it's something that will stick with a person versus a person is forced to do something and that's what Yeshua is telling them at this point before I'm nifter I want you to recognize on your own I want you to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu because it's your own decision not just because you're forced to do it the Bible also points out that Yeshua is telling Klai so we'll see more, of the, more about this later on that they shouldn't just serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu because of Tzach rather they should come to the conclusion that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves them HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it's best for them, and that's why they should serve a Kaddish Baruch. Pasuk Tez Zayin Vayan Am Vayamer Chalil Lanu Me'azvus Hashem Labayir Alekim Alekim Acherem Chas V'Shalom. We're going to abandon a Kaddish Baruch. Labayir Alekim Acherem to serve other gods. Of course, we're going to stick with Hashem. Kiyashem Alekinu Ha'Maila Itzani Kuzu La Kaddish Baruch Vesav Etsin Meretz Mitzrayim Kuzu La Kaddish Baruch Took Us Out of Mitzrayim. Based on all the Asher Asal Inu Asal Oitzis Agdal Asal Ela Ba'Ish Mreinu Mikol Derech Asher Lachnu Ba'Ol V'Chol Am Asher Varnu B'Kerem And Akadosh Baruch Hu Saved Us Took Us Out of Mitzrayim Pasuk Yerches V'Yigar Hashem Es Kol Am V'Samari Yishev Arts V'Panenu Gam Anachnu Avedis Hashem Ki Yuali Kain the Klaisel responds all in unison there. Barbara says it wasn't just the leaders. Everybody responded together. Of course, we're going to stick with the Kaddish Baruch. We're not going to serve idols. We recognize all the miracles that Hashem did for us. And of course, we're going to serve Hashem. Because the Kaddish Baruch is going to punish you. If you do have air, it's pasuk chav ki sav ki sazvu es Hashem avad tem eh lo heinecher veshav vahir lachem akilas machar asher heitiv lachem. Yeshua tells them if they do avers. HaKadosh Baruch is going to punish them. And the Malbim points out that Yeshua wasn't telling them they're not going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu at all. Of course, as Malbim, they can. But Yeshua was telling them that if they just serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu out of Sechar out of the fear of getting punished, and because they're going to get rewarded, that's not enough of an incentive to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because unfortunately, a person sometimes sees it. He does something right. Tzadik Virali, a person can be a big Tzadik and bad things can happen to him. So therefore, it's said, which is similar to the mission of Perkyavis, that a person shouldn't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which, which is brought down in other Serb Nasan, that the idea is if a person serves HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then sometimes we'll see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give him reward, and now we'll just abandon him, we'll say HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't care about him, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't really running the world. And that's really the idea, says the Bible over here, that Yeshua is telling them they shouldn't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu just because of Zechariah Va'inish. And it could be that it's at this point that it's that much more important to tell Klai Yisrael this message. Because the Mepharshim on the side of, on the other side of Nassim point out that before Klai Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael, they were living they were living with Nisim. And HaKadosh Baruch was giving them, everything was done through miracles. They had the man, they had other nisim, which was clear to them. So therefore, it was very clear that HaKadosh Baruch was with them. However, now when they're going into Eretz Yisrael, they're living with Hashem's Ashkach is not the same. And that's why Yeshua was telling them, you shouldn't just live Amanas Pras, you shouldn't just serve HaKadosh Baruch because you're getting Shkach rather serve HaKadosh Baruch because you recognize that He really is the one who took you out of Mitzrayim, He's the one who does nisim for you, and because He loves you, that's why you should be in Eben Hashem. The nation responds, No, of course, we're going to serve Hashem. And the way the Bible explains, we're going to serve our Kodesh Baruch out of Ava because we love Hashem. Yeshua says that you yourselves, you the nation, are going to be witnesses to this idea that you were just macabre, you chose to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which again, now Klai Yisrael is choosing on their own. They're coming, they're coming to do the mitzvahs with their own free will, with their own decision, and it's that much more powerful, which the Titus writing Shabbos points out that the Gemara says that by, by Harsinai, Klai Yisrael accepted the Torah, Baal Karcha over here, it seems that this is one of the places where Klai Yisrael accepted again, Mitaych Ava, they weren't forced. You should remove all the other gods which are in your midst, among your midst. You should turn your heart We're going to serve Hashem. We're going to listen to His voice. And Yeshua made a tree with Klai on that day. He made it clear that this was this what was going to happen at that point in Shem. The Sefer Teras Elikim. Yeshua writes these words in Sefer Teras Elikim, which we'll come back to this at the end. It's a big machlekes in the Gemara and Yimakas. What exactly Yeshua wrote down? Mikach Evan Gedayla Vayikmanasham Tachasa. Yeshua takes this large stone, he places it under the doorpost, which is simple, means under the Aran HaKadosh, to show the to show that this treaty was solidified as an ice for the treaty. By Yeshua. This shall be a sign, this shall be a remembrance for Klai so that you made this treaty that you're going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeshua sends everybody back to their Nachal. It's after this point by Yamas Yeshua ben Nun Ebed Hashem Yeshua ben Nun is Nifter ben Meiv Esher Shanim he died at the age of, age of 110, which the Gemara Bava Basra picks up on this Pasuk over there. The Gemara says that Yeshua wrote, Yeshua himself wrote Sefer Yeshua. The Gemara asks, how could he write it? L'chaira, how could Yeshua write this Pasuk that he died? So the, the Gemara brings down that the last few Pasuk were written by somebody else. Pasuk Lam, Revik, Raisai, Begvul, Nachlasa, Betun HaTzarach, Asher Ephraim, Mitzvah, and Lahar, Gosh. And Yeshua was buried in the place in his Nachlam, Betun HaTzarach, which we saw that was a place that Yeshua inherited, inherited, which Rabbah points out that we see a lesson over here that a person should try to be buried in the Nachal of his father. continued to serve Hashem properly in the, uh, even after Yeshua died, um, at least until the Zikanim were alive, because they still remembered all that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to them. They buried the Atzmas Yosef, they buried the bones of Yosef, which they brought up from Mitzrayim. And that's what that was the portion of, of Yosef. And at that point, Elazar, the son of Aaron, died. They buried him in the chilek of his son Pinchas in the mountains of Ephraim. A few different ideas which comes out of this park. Number one, there's two beautiful ideas from Reb Dessler. 
on this parak number one. Abdasa is writing a letter to a Talmud of his. A Talmud of his writes to him how challenging it is to be in a situation where it seems that it wasn't such a positive environment and it seems that he was surrounded by some negative influences. So this Talmud writes to Abdasa and he's asking for chizik. So Abdasa responds in a letter. It's in the back of Chelek Gimel. It's on page 348. Abdasa writes like this. He writes, I'm so happy to get your letter. He writes, I see that you're attempting, you're trying very hard, that even though you're in a, you're in a situation you're in an environment which is not necessarily conducive to Haredes Hashem. You're trying your best to keep up your Rochnitz. He says, The greatest age that I can tell you is to spend time on learning. You should try to surround yourself with a Chevra that will, be, will have a positive influence on you. He says to be very careful with your, with your speech. He says a person should be very careful with what they say. And he, he suggests that that's a, that could be something which will help him, guard him, keep him away from the negative influence. Then he writes something very interesting. He writes, that uh, two, two things can happen to a person when he's in a negative environment, when he's in an environment which he's surrounded by things which do not necessarily agree to his values. He said either the person can be dragged along, can be dragged down with those values, he can be dragged along with the people around him, and that could have a, a, a very negative influence on the person. Or he says on the contrary, when a person sees the society around him and he sees how terrible it is and how the values are leading to things which a person would never want to do, that can inspire him to positive change. That can inspire him to want to go as far as he can from those people and to try to have a totally different set of values. And that, says Rebdesler, that is the idea that he should try to take over here, that even though he's in such a negative environment, he should try to use that as the impetus, as a catalyst for positive change and not to get dragged down by him. And, he, and says Rebdesler, that's Rebdesler and Shad in our parak over here. Because the Pasuk started, the parak started off that Chayisol started by Avram, and it says that Avram was the son of Tarach. Asks Rav Das Lachar Temuah, Lama Hesli Yaches son of Tarach. What was the point that the Pesukim in Yeshua are being Yaches Chayisol to Tarach? The love of Avram Karagal. And normally, when we start talking about the Yichas of Chayisol, we start from Avram. Shuasha Yichas Hashem Yisbar. So, so says Rav Das Al Mishum She Godless Avram Hischila Idei Shai Ben Tarach. The Godless of Avram was that he came from the son of Tarach, Veras Kalvei Dezar, and he saw the Avei Dezar Shalem Ben Nimas Bein Amayim and he was so disgusted by it. Ben Yisrael. And the Torah is trying to teach us a very important lesson over here, says Rav Dessler, that a person can use the negative environment, the negative things that he sees around him as a tool, as a catalyst to totally change himself to create a much more positive environment. A person can learn from the, from the opposites, from the extremes. And that's Rav Dessler, something very important that we can learn from the second over here, that if a person sees something really terrible, really negative, he should try to mechazik himself and think how he can go to the other extreme to make sure something like that never happens. There's another beautiful idea Tarvdasa suggests earlier in Chayla Gimel, page 224, where the Pasuk describes how Yeshua tells Klai Yisrael that you, Klai Yisrael, you could decide if you're going to serve a Dezar or you're going to serve Hashem. However, I, says Yeshua, I am going to serve a Kaddish Baruch. Says Tarvdasa, a beautiful idea. Says Reb Dessler that a person, he's, he's about this idea in a few other places, that a person, a, a Jew has to recognize that the reason why he serves Hashem is not because all those around him are serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not because all those around him are doing things that he thinks are right, and that's why he has to do it. The reason why we have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu is because we are part of Klai Yisrael, and that's what we feel is right. That's what we feel is the right thing to do. And that says Reb Dessler, a person has to recognize that although society may be going in a certain direction, or people around him may be doing affairs, that's not why a person can't go after the, the society or the people around him. A person has to serve a Kaddish Baruch because that's what he feels is right. And that's what the Parak is teaching us. That's what this Pasuk of 
is teaching us, the Yeshua is telling Klai it doesn't make a difference what, what you're doing. It doesn't make a difference what the rest of Klai is doing. I recognize that the reason why I serve Hashem is because that's what I feel is right, and I'm not going to care, I'm not going to be changed, I'm not going to be influenced by the people around me, even if Klai decides they're going to Sarah says Yeshua, I'm not going to follow in their, along their way. So that's another beautiful idea. Says that's where we can learn from this parak. A person has to recognize the reason why we serve Hashem, the reason why we do mitzvahs, is not because those around us are doing them. We're not looking for other people's recognition. We're doing it because we feel that is right, because we feel that is what Hashem wants. Just one more idea on this parak. The Pesukim brought down that Yeshua wrote down at this point. He wrote down the, these ideas in the Sefer, in, in the Sefer Tarot. So the question is, what exactly is this referring to? So if you take a look, Rashi brings down the Gemara in Makkah, the, the Gemara brings down, it's Machlekes, what exactly is referring to? It's one very Machlekesh, the Gemara, that the Gemara writes that Yeshua wrote the last Epsukim of the Torah. At this point, Yeshua wrote the last Epsukim of the Torah because the last Epsukim of the Torah described when Meshach died. And the Gemara in Menachas is Marach about this. The Gemara says, How come Meshach Rabbeinu write the last Epsukim if he was Nifter? So therefore, one shine in the Gemara is that Enoch and Ami, Meshach Rabbeinu didn't write the last Epsukim. Rather, it was Yeshua. And that's why, at this point, the Pasuk Stangas that Yeshua wrote down, the last day of Sukkim. Another Peshat, the Gemara in Makkah brings down, Rashi brings down here as well, that Yeshua wrote this, the Parsha of the Arim Miklot. That the Parsha of the Arim Miklot, which is what we saw before, the, that Yeshua spoke out how he said the Arim Miklot, and the Dean Regat the Arim Miklot, that's what Yeshua wrote at this point. The Radak brings down from the Talmud of Yerushalayim, brings down another Peshat from the Targum over here as well, that the simple reading of Sukkim is that Yeshua wrote down the entire bris, the entire story that's going on right now, and that is the simple Peshat of Sukkim. If you take a look at Darul Chaner, one of the Akrainim, one of the great Achronim Sakhlas Makis, he writes like a Radak, he explains that the simple reading of the Psukim is that Yeshua wrote down the entire story, the entire episode of Yeshua, which the Gemara and Babasar recorded before, Daf Tesvav tells us that Yeshua wrote down, Yeshua himself wrote, say for Yeshua, says the Archonim like this. He says, about the simple reading of Pesachim is, Yeshua was writing down the entire story over here. So therefore, it says, Everybody agrees that the simple reading of Pesachim, what Yeshua is doing right now, is writing down the entire story that was, ha- that was going on now. However, the Machlech just was, so why does it say that he wrote it, but say for Torah, like him? Why do you say he wrote it in the Torah of Hashem? So that's why it's a Machlech, it's what those words are referring to. However, that Yeshua wrote down, when it says Yeshua wrote down, it's Ramela, Everybody agrees that that's referring to, say for Yeshua, the, the brachas, the Christ that Yeshua was discussing right now. Mazel tov on the completion of, of say for Yeshua, Bez Hashem, either tomorrow or Thursday, we will start with say for Shaiftim.